0: Benjamin Diokno started his appointment as Governor of Banco Central ng Pilipinas or BSP in March 2019. He has spent much of his term as head of the Philippine Central Bank, guiding the country's economy through the COVID-19 crisis. In this podcast, Governor Diocno discusses the Philippines' post-pandemic recovery, which he says is well underway and proceeding faster than expected. Designated as the next finance secretary of the Philippines, he also describes next steps to sustain the economy's momentum in the face of new challenges. The discussion draws upon his ADBI featured speaker webinar on the macroeconomy, fintech, and sustainable recovery amid new uncertainties. Hi, Governor Diokno. Welcome to Asia's Developing Future. To begin, can you give us an overview of the Philippines' economic recovery status?
1: The Philippines is well into the recovery process following a solid rebound last year. We expect the economy to grow by 7 to 9% this year and by 6 to 7% in the following years. For the Philippines, economic recovery came sooner than we expected. In response, we have started the normalization process. We entered the pandemic with strong macroeconomic fundamentals. The government's fiscal space allowed it to spend massively on COVID-19 response without incurring unmanageable debts.
0: How was the Philippines able to support its economic recovery but still maintain strong macroeconomic fundamentals?
1: We reformed the tax system. Before the crisis, we simplified the tax structure, rationalized fiscal incentives, reduced personal income tax rates, increased taxes on oil, cigarettes, and sweetened beverages. With the new tax system, the incoming administration will be in a better position to face the challenges of the post-pandemic economy. And the stable banking system which benefited from regulatory reforms over the years remained able to provide credit to consumers and businesses
0: What has been the BSP's role in the economic recovery
1: process In tandem with the national government's efforts the Banco Central ng Pilipinas rolled out its own list of COVID response measures the BSP has injected over trillion pesos, or approximately 41.9 billion U.S. dollars into the financial system. This is equivalent to about 11.2% of the GDP. The BSP put in place key regulatory and operational relief measures for banks, which help maintain the financial system's stability and ensure the public's continued access to financial services. As we transition from one administration to another, The central bank will continue to fulfill its mandate of ensuring sound macroeconomic management. There are clear indications of continuity of key reforms under the new administration. As the economy recovers and gradually returns to normalcy, the BSP is mindful that the extraordinary measures will need to be scaled back. The timing and conditions of the BSP's exit strategy will be guided by the inflation and growth outlook over the medium term, the state of public health, and domestic and global risk to the economy. What will be
0: the biggest challenge in executing the BSP's exit strategy?
1: Balancing the need to safeguard economic recovery and controlling inflation would be a key challenge going forward. The Balancing Act requires a well planned, well calibrated, and well-communicated exit strategy to avoid causing substantial volatility, reduce potential spillovers, and continue the recovery momentum. The BSP will continue to aim for a balance between providing adequate stimulus to fuel the momentum of the economic recovery while preventing the build-up of inflationary pressures and risk to the soundness of the financial system.
0: Will policy normalization negatively impact sustainable finance in the Philippines?
1: Now, meanwhile, green and sustainable finance instruments encouraged by the BSP Sustainable Finance Framework are also intended to support economic activities and safeguard the stability of the financial system against potentially significant and protracted impact of climate change and other environment related risk. We will make sure that the exit will be gradual, it will be well communicated, and it will be outcome-based. Policy normalization should not serve as a limiting factor on the ability of financial institutions to offer green and sustainable finance. And the BSP will commit to exit when it begins to see evidence of sustainable recovery and or increasing risk to inflation. And we have started our exit as of yesterday.
0: What are the Philippines' longer-term goals for our financial inclusion?
1: Economists were encouraged to set longer-term goals that go beyond the immediate challenges of achieving full recovery from the pandemic and tempering the impact of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Such goals include reskilling and upskilling workers, pushing for digital transformation, and promoting a more sustainable future. I'm proud to share that we are making progress on all these fronts. On reskilling and upskilling of workers, concerned government agencies in the Philippines have rolled out programs to help workers adapt to changing labor demands. On digital transformation, the central bank's policy agenda includes digitalization of the country's payment system. By 2023, we aim to digitalize at least half of all retail payments and ensure at least 70% Of Filipino adults should have transaction accounts.
0: Where is BSP headed on central bank digital currency development? Also, what design aspects do you think could maximize CBDC's positive impact on financial inclusion?
1: On CBDC, the BSP finds it essential to conduct experiments on wholesale rather than retail CBDC which may be used for inter-institutional fund transfers among banks and non-bank financial institutions. The central bank may use the learnings from a pilot project, which we are launching this year, ascertaining how a wholesale CBDC may potentially be deployed to address pain points in cross-border payments, settlement of securities, transactions, and intraday liquidity. Meanwhile, the sustained progress in digital transformation of retail payments and the broadening financial inclusion in the country make retail CBDC not highly relevant for the country in the short to medium term. Thanks so
0: much. Before we wrap up, would you like to offer any final comments on where the Philippines economy goes from here?
1: In closing, While the Philippines is on track in achieving full economic recovery in the near term, we must all collectively continue to work together to overcome current and emerging challenges. Now more than ever, we must put a premium on stronger international cooperation to achieve our vision of a green, resilient and inclusive global economy.
0: This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.